to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as sweet as Union Berlin's revenge on Leipzig, fancy advice as devastating as a Max Cruiser masterclass and two pundits who pack as much punch as Anthony Modest's own brand coffee. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening one and all. My name is James Thorogood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 5, Match Day 32 and as ever, my first choice partner in crime is the one and only fantasy fußball god himself Flo Reinecker Flo how you doing my friend what do you think James uh well I'm probably I'm sure you're a bit knackered after football training I can imagine no but I mean last weekend oh top of the world and top of the table yeah yes of course so I'm 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 great so really big game for Bremen uh last weekend and so got a 4-1 win at Schalke that was amazing and yeah, I, have, I haven't celebrated um, a win like that for quite some time. So it was really nice. Well, it was quite an impressive victory, it has to be said. Yeah. yeah very enjoyable definitely. game to commentate on uh, as well. And so, yeah, no, I was very, very happy with you. I had, had you in the back of my mind the whole time it was going on, thinking that you must be enjoying it. And I was a bit jealous, James, because I heard you talking uh, about that game, but not with me. Um, with uh, our colleagues from the second Bundesliga, well, zweite Bundesliga pod. You are correct. Yes, I. Yeah. Uh, this is so. my second podcast of the day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I had a, had a great time on that show. It was wonderful to go on. Yeah, uh, to 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 be fair, I, I hadn't time to listen to the whole part, but I heard the bits um, about the Bremen game. I was going to say course. that was that was top of the show, as as it rightly, yeah, it rightly sounded should have been. sounded really good. So uh, anyone who's into Zweite Bundesliga, uh, James had a, a great guest appearance. And I, I think they, like the introduction of you, um, they did you justice. They were very huh? kind. They, they were very kind. Yeah, I, I, like a celebrity. They... Yeah, no, I, no, I really, that just, it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I, I tried to take it. Yeah, there was, there was a lovely, lovely intro and they were very kind to have me on and, and speak so, so, so kindly of me. But yeah, talking about it just makes me so uncomfortable. I, that is the last thing that I feel like in any capacity flow. Yeah. As you know. Yeah, 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 know. yeah, yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> like, I, I, I enjoyed listening to it. No, it was. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll give it a plug. Uh, go listen to the Title Bundesliga podcast um, with Matt and Ava. Like, they do a fantastic job. And and to be honest, the, the league has deserved the promotion internationally this season. And I'm really happy that there is a platform that people are using um, to get the Title Bundesliga message out of there. Because this season's been great, but every season has its special stories. Yeah. And it deserves, uh, it deserves having some content dedicated to it. So I'm really happy that's out there. And I was glad I could support it today. I haven't had so much fun in a Bremen season for over 10 years, easily. Oh, even the one where you almost qualified uh, for Europe? Yeah, it was almost. So in the yeah, end... Yeah, okay, so, so yeah, <laughs> okay. It still was like, this This has been great because at the start I didn't really care because on the Anfang I, I thought like, there's no chance of them getting promotion. And since Olivana is there, it's just like amazing. Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah, I remember, yes, actually, I mean, if we, yeah, if listeners went back and listened to you at the start of the season when we talked about Bremen, you were very, very down on your chances back then. It's nice to hear that you were celebrating the win. And yeah. I, yeah, seven points out of three games, yeah. and like the rest can win everything, and we still will be promoted. So yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's interesting. <sighs> do you even care about the title at this point? No, 
Yeah, that's no. it, right? I, it's funny, like, in, in commentary, I never mention the title race. It's, I'm always talking about promotion. There's no that's title all, it, all that matters. It, yeah. No one cares. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, so, right. But that's the way things are going on in the title Bundesliga. Werder Bremen are on course to come back up into the Bundesliga the first time of asking. Schalke still, yeah, there's a chance there as well. So we might have two big clubs return. But if we go on what we saw on the weekend, Werder Bremen are the side that could be considered the more serious candidates for being in the Bundesliga again and staying in the Bundesliga as well, I think is perhaps more important in that respect. But before we start today's show, we've uh, gossiped on now about Werder Bremen for a bit. I just wanted to share my gratitude and I'm sure flows as well to to every single one of our listeners who have written in since the last episode. We did drop a bit of a bombshell on you last week, um, but the responses have been immense and very much appreciated. I promise, and I think I mentioned it last week, that it wasn't an easy decision. It still isn't. And, you know, there are suggestions, some people put it out there that, you know, it doesn't matter. We don't have to, it doesn't have to be consistent just whenever you can do it just do one and and as i think we said last week as well we will maybe endeavor to do that it might come in the form of a twitter spaces as opposed to a podcast where we kind of jump on but we would always give you advance notice if that is the case so don't worry it's it's not all doom and gloom but we really do appreciate everyone that has written in because if we're honest today is exactly the type of day where we probably wouldn't have recorded but the responses have been so good. There's not a chance we were going to let you guys down in the last couple of shows that we had. It doesn't matter how packed the schedules are, how off the cuff we're doing this. Uh, we weren't going to miss another show. So this may be a condensed version of TFF, but I think we all know that the odds of that are slim. So Flo and I... <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, if you think like we're... we're it's, it's not enough lengths in the podcast. Just mention Vera Bremen and... There you I go. Mean, <laughs> I'll stretch that out. <laughs> this is very true. But Flo and I might as well get on nattering about the games to come this weekend. We've got three games left in the season. I think motivation is going to be a buzzword until the end of the campaign. And in the motivation stakes, if we jump straight into the fixture list, the Friday night game is quite lopsided. Union Berlin, they're competing for European qualification, while Greuther Fürth, their fate has been sealed with their inevitable relegation confirmed by last week's loss to Leverkusen. So Flo, this seems like a pretty easy one to advise on in the fact that Union are the serious side to consider here because they're the side with the motivation and Goitafurt, they might be there for the taking after having their face sealed, right? Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Uh, especially Union, I'm sure if you mentioned that, but they won four straight, so they're really in a good run of form. We know the starting lineup, that's always been a bit of a headache because like, the wingbacks are interesting for Union probably the only ones who I uh, consider bringing in uh, as long as I really make my transfers. So I had Mark Oud in my draft last week, but I forgot to confirm my transfers because I was covering Dusseldorf against Dresden and like first time I looked at the watch like five minutes after kickoff of the Wolfsburg game. So that's that stuff can sometimes happen. So um, and I want to apologize for everyone who got in touch with me via Twitter and like had a question or so it's, it's usually like when I'm working I'm like I'm not able to answer um, that's just what comes with the job but uh, this week I definitely want to confirm my transfers and I think there's a good chance that an Union defender is in my squad probably Gieselmann if he's starting he would be my favorite probably for 5.6 if like money isn't an issue Trimmel probably would be the more 
differential pick or not? Probably. He's 3, 3% owned. Giesemann is 13% owned. And Trimmel uh, is costing you 10.8. I think it's all like maybe Trimmel because of set piece duties has a bit of usually an, an higher average uh, points hole. So it's not the case this season. They're both sitting at seven points on average. But I think Gieselmann, like, he scored a few goals at the start of the season. I'm not sure, like, uh, right now, maybe Trimmel is even a slightly better pick, especially if you consider that he's lower owned. So if money isn't an issue, I could be convinced to to go with Trimmel over Gieselmann as well. Just to ask the question, I mean, because I agree with you, I think, yeah, uh, Trimmel and, and Gieselmann are great choices, and you can't really go wrong uh, depending on what your budget is. The, the the lads up front, Taiwo Awanyi, Sherado Becker, they're both strikers in the fantasy game, Sherado Becker cheaper than Taiwo Awanyi. Is there any part of you that, uh, let's say, you're, you're maybe not tempted to bring them into your squad, but if you were trying to set yourself apart in a mini league right now, or maybe climb that ranking between 15th and 1st and just looking for a differential that could pay off big, do either of those two tempt you? Yeah, both, actually. So I'm not sure if I can pull the trigger, but this could be the game where we see Firth falling apart. We haven't seen that in quite some time from Firth. They have been really solid uh, in recent weeks and months. But now relegation is sealed. And I think what's more crucial uh, is that the head coach will leave. He informed the club today that he uh, does want to leave uh, in the summer with his assistant coach. So this can really create some turmoil uh, at the club. So I'm I'm not sure how how good Ferd will be um, at Union. I think there's a chance that we see an unusually high win for Union in this game. I'm not necessarily saying that is what is going to happen, but there's a possible outcome of that. And then Avoni and Becker. Avoni is more likely to score a goal. Becker is more involved in everything that's happening. And he's less owned and he's cheaper. So it's a coin flip for me. I think both are viable. You're telling yourself the story of Union rooting third out of the stadium. And, and then I probably, like, if I go that route, I definitely get Gieselmann or Trimmel as well. And maybe even think about going with Permel in midfield for 7.7 million. Because then if you hit, you hit that like five, six goal win by Union, you have the chance to, to hit on three positions with players who are not very highly owned. And that could be a great start. But if Union falls short, um, yeah, you definitely shit the bat then. That can happen That's as well. That's one way to put it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, isn't, that, isn't that a saying? Yeah, it was definitely, definitely a saying. I just it wasn't expecting it to come out of your mouth, I'll be honest, in that moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you are, you are correct. Uh, that is a, and the correct use of it as well. So no, no, no correction of the English on that part. But yeah, it, it's that gamble with the Friday night game is always the gamble, right? It can pay off big, um, but it could also bite you in the ass. I'll give you another one. Let's move on because I think, yeah, I think you've, you've highlighted the five players that are worth highlighting there from back to front. So let's move on to the Saturday three. 30 games and we'll kind of do what we did last week in terms of two I'll ask for two defenders two midfielders two strikers at the end of it flow if you want we've got Dortmund against Bochum Dortmund actually had a friendly in midweek against Dinamo Kiev uh, in you know to raise funds for the the Ukraine war uh, right now and didn't put out 
the weakest lineup, but didn't put out the strongest lineup either. Um, I'm not sure it'll have much effect really uh, on the weekend. Bochum, meanwhile, they're a side that actually, I mean, I mean, you could say this about Dortmund as well, neither team really having much to play for between now and the end of the season. Pride, of course, is always on the line. And this is technically a bit of a little Ruhr derby as well. You've got Stuttgart against Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg coming off that incredible crazy thrashing of Mainz on Friday night that no one really expected to happen. Stuttgart, meanwhile, they are not safe whilst Wolfsburg are. They are four points adrift of Hertha Berlin right now, who themselves involved in a relegation six-pointer, which is another game on the 3.30 slots against Bielefeld away from home. Bielefeld, really, you have to kind of look at this game as their last hope in the battle for survival. The last two games on Saturday are Augsburg against Köln. Augsburg need a positive result to secure safe Köln, meanwhile, they're trying to keep their European hopes alive. So at least both of those teams with something to play for. That can't be said of Mainz against Bayern. Mainz, again, it's really pride because mid-table is where they're at and probably where, they're, where they will end after a very solid season under Bo Svensson. They're going up against the title winners, of course, after last week's Der Klassiker, which I, I have to say, Flo, I, we didn't mention this at the top of the show, but when I saw the Bellingham incident... I could not help but think about what you were saying last week on the podcast about (laughs) Bayern constantly getting refereeing decisions. And And I mean, it's the second time that Daniel Siebert apologized for a decision he made. And it's the second time he did it in favor of Bayern. He he did it in the Cup semifinal, Valabrim against uh, Bayern. It was a two-all draw and then there was a ridiculous penalty awarded to Bayern. And afterwards, I said, ah, there was a communication issue between the video assistant referee and Daniel Siebert. And yeah, that's why it, it shouldn't have standard, uh, the, the penalty. Yeah. I mean, there was another decision, like there was a clear cut fall by Pavard against Brand that was like, probably was a yellow, but like if there were like, would have been shown a red card. I don't think VAR would have intervened. But who knows these days, but uh, that would be my assessment. And that was like not even given a, a free kick. A f- yeah, a foul. Yeah. 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 So no, that, that's it. It yeah. was just, it was interesting the, the, with the, the Bellingham one as well. I, it was one of those weird moments. I did the, the, the Bundesliga tactical feed with Stefan Freund for that one. And I will say, actually, I mean, I, I much more enjoyed commentating. And, and do, you, do you have someone like who, who knows a bit of tactic in that <laughs> feed as well? <laughs> Uh, I, he's uh, he's got his coaching badges. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. You know? oh, okay. So, um, Didn't know that. Actually. So yeah, that's uh, that's the credentials. But um, yeah. <laughs> you completely. I was going to say that I was. I much more enjoyed uh, commentating Schalke against Bremen uh, than Der Klassiker. But yeah. that incident, Stefan actually thought it wasn't a penalty at first viewing, whereas I was quite convinced it was. And it was one of those first moments as a commentator where I backed down because I was like, well, I'm going to kind of say, right, okay, he's the former pro. Like I'll let his opinion ride it as opposed to push mine. Forward, and I'm I'm gutted I didn't actually because I was so convinced it was a penalty, and he was pretty adamant it wasn't enough to give. Yeah. But then it was like one final replay where he got an angle, and he was like, "Oh no, no, I have to change my opinion." So he did get there in the end, but I was uh, disappointed with myself I didn't go with it. But we have digressed anyway. So talk yeah, to- <laughs> yeah, but like these are the decisions that have just have to stop. Well, yeah, 
Sorry, we had that the week before at Bielefeld, and it's it happened in the first game against Dortmund yeah. earlier this season as well. That you know there were mistakes made in that one, and that was at a time when yeah there was only a point in it at the top of the table, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So you know the complexion of the season can change in these moments. But yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think it would have made a whole lot of difference. But it's just like the, the it's the mindset that needs to change. I mean, Manuel Gräfer, who retired last summer. He gave an interview and says, yeah, of course, you need way more courage to send off a Bayern player than to send off a player of Bielefeld. Like, who am you? Like, is, you're lying to yourself yeah. if you think it's not the case. You're lying to yourself if you think that Fabian Klose gets treated the same way as Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. just laughable to think that that's yeah. the case. Yeah, and that's it. But that, I, th yeah. I think the first step to to be better at this is to acknowledge that that's the case. Like you could see that in that game, the way that Daniel Siebert handled Thomas Müller, if he wasn't uh, like, he didn't agree with the decision that Siebert did. And if you watch how Siebert treated Emre Chan as he wasn't satisfied with the decision. Chan got booked for that. Müller never gets booked and he always, always screams at the referee every every game and it's just like stuff like this make like acknowledge it and then try because like if you're aware of that maybe you can start doing something against it but if you like you're telling yourself no 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 it's, it doesn't matter to me if it's Bayern or if it's Bielefeld like whom you're kidding it's 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 just ridiculous. No, I, I don't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't disagree. I let all out in yeah. these last <laughs> last shows we're doing, James. This is like I don't know. It feels it feels like the last last few legs of like a rock and roll tour where like all the debauchery comes out. Now we can just get away with anything yeah. on this show. Uh, so here we no. go. Just yeah, they're, they're throwing it out there. But I don't. I don't disagree with you. That's the thing. This is is a problem in the league for yeah. for a long long time, and I, I think you have to do something to tackle yeah. it. No, and I. I agree. You have to recognize that there was probably a big part of the decision that went against Belling was the fact that one penalty had already been given against Bayern. Yeah. So like, oh, good. Like, don't give a second. Like, good Lord. Like, can you imagine giving a second like penalty against Bayern? Like, of course, I you, you can't help but feel like that played a part in it all. Yeah, so, subconsciously. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I'm not saying that like anyone is making a conscious decision mm -hmm. to favor Bayern. That's not the case. It's subconscious that this stuff happens. And like I said, we, we should try to scale it down. I mean, it's been in every league. Like we've got that with Juventus. We got that with Real Madrid. I'm not sure if like the Premier League has some club that's favored over another, but like these stories, uh, it's, it's not a German problem. It's just uh, human, I, I think, on a certain level. Yeah, I fully agree. But we have digressed. So let's get back to the fantasy picks. Yeah. Give me two defenders, two midfielders, two strikers from those 330 games. We've got Bayern involved. We've got Dortmund involved. Yeah. Uh, a couple of big games um, at the bottom of the table as well. So where are you looking in the market? The problem for me is Nagelsmann already said that there will be rotation. So is Davis going to play? Because if I was sure of that, he would be one of my two defenders. Um, but since I'm probably not sure enough to bring him in, Uh, he would have been in my squad because he was in my plan transfers. But like I said, I didn't pull the trigger. So I had Kalarabek and Baumgartner still in my squad who were suspended. So probably this week I'm not going to bring in Davis um, because I've got like, because he had this heart issue. 
I'm not sure if they say, oh, maybe he plays, but just 60 minutes or something like that could happen. And they, they got Omar Richards who can play there. Uh, Hernandez can play as a left back. They can play with a three-man back line and then uh, a wing back. That's maybe uh, even Kingsley Coman, for instance. So there's a lot that can happen there. So if I'm not getting news from Nagelsmann saying uh, not only that firefighters are rubbish, but also that Davis is going to play, um, then then I would think about bringing in uh, Alfonso Davis. Um, but um, since that's not the case, Guerrero and Sosa are my picks in defense. Okay. No, I like those. I like those. How about midfield? Is it? I mean, are you thinking like it could be something like Marcel Sabitz a season if there's going to be rotation? Gets a run out in the Bayern side? <laughs> it might, but I think the only Bayern player, not the only, I mean, Kimmich probably plays, but who knows in the end. I think who's going to play is Jamal Musiala because uh, he's actually, he's in great form. Nagelsmann said it's really tough to keep him on the bench. Yeah. Now, like, let him lose. Uh, this last three games. I expect Musiala to start this game and um, I'm thinking of of bringing him in as a differential pick. And the other one is Julian Brandt. I actually like Dortmund's chances at home against Bochum. Um, Bochum, like, they looked a bit like they mailed it in last week uh, against Augsburg. I think Dortmund had a good game at Munich. So I'm, I, I like to invest heavy uh in Dortmund and and Brandt is the midfielder who piques the most of my interest. It's not like the best position to invest in in Dortmund, um, but still, um, at least he's on my list. I'd say. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that logic. I think yeah, Bochum is the type of moment where you see a side that have put and invested so much into a season to survive it that the minute that's confirmed, they again, it's a bit subconscious. They take their eye off the ball. Well, it's it, it, technically they're eight points clear of Stuttgart. Yeah. So, yeah, if crazy stuff happens, it, 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 technically they're not safe from relegation, but like we all know that they, they won't get relegated. So, but the, the thing is, they could be safe from relegation even if they lose against Dortmund. Yeah. Right. That that's that's a realistic situation for them to be in at the end of the match day. They 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 won't get relegated even if they lose the last three games because that could only happen if Stuttgart got uh, wins all three. Um, that's left. I think that's highly unlikely. Yeah. But also Augsburg needs to get uh, two points. Yeah, that's possible. And and uh, Hatta needs to get five points. And that has to happen all at once. No chance of that. Well, th- and this is why I think I genuinely think Bochum might take that out of the ball a little bit against Dortmund. Yes. Which yeah, does yeah, bode yeah. well. I, I, I think we saw that last week already. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and that does bode well for a certain Erling Haaland as well, doesn't it? Yeah. And he's one of my two uh, striker picks. Uh, the, the other one is Zaza Kalajic. I also like, I already had Sosa in my picks and I like Stuttgart as a whole because what we've seen is that the character of the Wolfsburg squad is questionable. Mm. That what we've seen from them in the past, they had quite some big ups, but really low downs. Now they actually have basically confirmed that they stay up in the Bundesliga because they are nine points clear of Stuttgart and are better on goal difference. So I think they like Kruse maybe uh, celebrated a bit his hat trick with his teammates and. I really think there's a scenario where Wolfsburg is not really showing up at Stuttgart. 
that wouldn't shock me at all if that just can't be bothered to really try to to get something out of Stuttgart. And they need a win. So, yeah, it can turn the other way if, if uh, Wolfsburg can play a relaxed game of football and they have good players on the pitch. I'm just not sure if it's enough uh, at that level if, like, not everyone is aching to compete at uh, just on their highest level. And that's it. I, I like Sasa Kalajic. I like that pick this week. I think uh, you've, you've made some good, some good choices amongst those six players that people can work with for this match. talk about the three standalone fixtures that we've got to work with of course a catch this week no games on Sunday two on Monday instead involving the sides that are left in Europe but that of course because of May Day here in Germany yeah let's talk about the Saturday evening game which is taking place Hoffenheim against Freiburg uh local rivals uh oh, be... come on well come they, on. Uh, local by proximity <laughs> yeah. only I know yeah. I didn't notice I didn't write Derby right because I knew that would I knew that would piss you off even more <laughs> they, they don't have any rivals. They don't have I mean, any rivals. They're yeah, playing I, for Europe, and they had like like ninety kilometers to Frankfurt, and they they had less than three hundred supporters. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Sorry, I know. Get out know. of the league. Come <laughs> on. You Get should Kaiser's be required to bring at least a certain amount of supporters to every away <laughs> game, or you just get like relegated automatically. That would be a great rule. Yeah, I, 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 okay, yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I don't disagree because every single side in the title Bundesliga would be able to muster up at least a thousand to because you know at the very least a thousand to, to cherish. No, not every like we got clubs like Zandhausen, but like <laughs> I wouldn't mind Hoffenheim playing in the second division. You don't think Zandhausen if they got into the Bundesliga would take a thousand to to Frankfurt? I think so. No, uh, no? no. okay. <laughs> no, right. it's the same thing. Sandhausen is basically the same thing. Um, they, they they also like work with an investor and just. Not like with as much money okay, as Hoffman. Yeah. All right, fair enough. But a bit like they they doing fine work. It's okay. I'm fine with Zandhausen uh, in the second division. Yeah, okay, that's good. And Ingolstadt is the same. They wouldn't bring probably. They won't like. Well, true. Uh, apart from the team, no one would show up. <laughs> Well, right. they're going, they're dropping down into the third tier. So you're all right yeah, there. You're all right there. Rightfully okay, so. well then, how about this? Okay, oh, so wow. it, like, it flow, flows flows objecting to my notes. My first one is local rivals. My second one is clash of cultures. Is that better for you? No. So that is, well, no. Yeah, what? Well, yeah. What's what's the culture of, of Hoffenheim? Well, that's it. There is no culture yes, of Hoffenheim. That, and Freiburg have a lot of it. There you go. It's all, it's all right. Um, yeah, I'm rooting for Freiburg on this one. So. Uh, okay, so talk to me. Talk to me about who's on your shopping list then. Out of this game, I'm not sure. Like. Günther and Grifo are actually in, in, in great form. Hoffenheim is in bad shape. I, I don't think I would invest in Hoffenheim right now. Uh, Freiburg, they had a patchy start against Gladbach, then, but then they were able to pull, like, get things around. Unfortunately, Gladbach scored the equalizer in injury time, but still, I think Freiburg probably are slight favorites going into this one. I'm really fine with Grifo I'm fine with Gunther and that's probably about it if you want to invest in Hoffenheim it would be Kaderabek because he's back from suspension so he's probably going to stay in my squad and I hope that at least there's some good of me not making the transfer last weekend <laughs> yeah a bit of silver lining yeah it's, it's an interesting one I, I wondered whether uh, someone like Roland Choloy 
Yong Jong are, are worth the gamble, but I, the problem is I can't really rationalise picking one of those two players over Vincenzo Grifo. If you can't afford Vincenzo Grifo, then you do have Shaloi in the mid-range bracket. You've got Jong in the the cheap bracket. I think if we yeah, I, I wouldn't think about Jong because uh, I'm not sure. Like he's fifty fifty to start, I'd say, or maybe sixty forty. He's yeah, definitely the riskiest. Yeah. Um. So Shaloi, I'm fine with because he's going to start. But Grief would just, like, with his set beast duties, he's definitely the guy to prefer. Yes, no, absolutely, absolutely. He just cost you 17.1 million, so yeah, provided no. you can get up there. Uh, let's talk about Leverkusen then against Frankfurt, the yeah. first of the two Monday night games. I mean, the, I guess the question quickly, Flo, does the Monday time slot change your thinking at all because you know normally we'd talk, be talking about these guys you know English or Vojo you know Europa League ties either side it's, it's not the easiest of circumstances yeah. but does the Monday slot change anything for you? Yeah in a way it does because there are two uh, games at the same kickoff time so we get less flexibility and I wouldn't like to have like seven players out of these two games because then you can't react afterwards and you have to make decisions. Maybe swap a player out that has like eight or nine points that you would like would otherwise easily stay in your squad. So um, I would look to uh, go a bit light um, on these two like games. What, what number are you thinking? Like where, where are you comfortable? Three or four players maybe? Like three three would be, um, in my mind, would be probably the optimal number. Yeah, like Shik Kostic and Kunku. <laughs> yeah, for instance. Yeah, I'm, four I'm fine also with. I think more than four, you, you may be creating some trouble for you. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think you want to also try and get as many points in the bank as you can as early as possible this weekend. So, yeah, I think that that plays into it too. Yeah, and that's that's also an added bonus if you go with Union players. Yes, yes. You you get that and on a match day that has less flexibility because it has one less kickoff time than usual. I think that's, that's also an added bonus for these players, like I said. So then, then how do you feel about these two games? I mean, Leverkusen against Frankfurt, Gladbach against Leipzig. As I said, Frankfurt and Leipzig, they're the two European sides. Do you reckon a distraction is something that needs to be factored in? For Frankfurt, I'd say yes. Um, for Leipzig, I wouldn't necessarily say that. For Frankfurt, it's the only way to get into Europe and actually to get into the Champions League is the Europa League. So I think the focus will be just clearly on the matches against West Ham. Although I have to, like, Glasner didn't do what I expect. I'm like, I really don't have an explanation why Toure didn't play when he's, like, if he's a starter. Maybe, like, he doesn't want to start Toure at West Ham. And then I say, okay. But, like, it's also on that either Toure or Hasebe plays and both did sit on the bench for 90 minutes. Uh, against Hoffenheim. I don't get what Glasner was playing at there. But um, I guess there will be, uh, depending on the results, some rotation for Frankfurt. I think you're probably fine with Kostic because he just plays every game. And it's just these two semifinals and then the final is after the season. The Bundesliga season is over. So I think you can ride it out with, with Kostic. Leverkusen... Patrick Schick, of course, uh, definitely interesting. If you want to be sneaky, Sada Asmun actually doesn't look that bad for 11.9 million. Maybe you need the money. He 
I think is going to start behind Schick again, like he did at third. He actually did uh, had a good game. I wouldn't personally do it, but just like you heard it, his his stats look fine. He's actually involved in almost five shots per 90 minutes so far. But I think that was the first game he actually did start, or the second. So uh, he hasn't played uh, so many minutes. And usually, um, probably his average is going to come down a bit. But it's still, like uh, right now, it's higher than Schick's. Asmoon is at 4.9 and Schick is at 4.4. Yeah. Which is great. Um, don't get me wrong. But Asmoon could be really interesting if he, like, he finds his rhythm um, especially for next year. I think, yeah, he, he could become an interesting player for them. In in defense, uh, I got nothing. Maybe you want to try with Kosunu if he's right back. But you picked, you threw Backer out there last week as a good pick. Yeah, I was disappointed by him. I, I was hoping for his attacking returns. Now maybe even Hinkapi comes back and it's not 100% that Backer is going to start. So I would shift to Kosunu as my favorite Leverkusen defender because he also has a winning challenges in his locker. Uh, and that's like something Baka doesn't really do yeah. on a higher scale. Yeah. And if we look at Leipzig, for me, it's, it's in Kunku Bas. Yeah. Really. I, I wouldn't pick any other Leipzig player. Yeah, I, d- I wouldn't be picking Gladbach either, right? I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at with them. I mean, it, we're talking about lack of lack of motivation. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was a given. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Gladbach fans. I thought that was a given that I'm not investing in your club. Yeah, Although, right. <laughs> like, Hofmann is like, his stats are great. So if you want to have a pick out of left field, Jonas Hofmann would be the guy, but with that being the last kick of time, with you definitely having Nkunku in your squad, I think it's not a good idea to to go with uh, Gladbach midfielder. Although Hofmann, like his stats are great, maybe next week uh, you can think about it, but uh, not against Leipzig when you have Nkunku on the same kick of time. Yeah, I, I wish more more Gladbach players would perform like Jonas Hofmann this season. Um, I think it would have been a very different season for them had that been the case but yeah he's he's definitely carried them at times and it is a it's shame that it's it's all too little too late for him this season but you never know maybe the summer holds some surprises in it should we talk about some player picks and close out the show then my friend starting with a Vegas choice who are you fancying a gamble on uh, I'm going with Julian Brandt already said that I like Dortmund in this game against Bochum and if I want to go heavy I have to find a midfielder that's can put points on the table. And I think Julian Brandt is capable of that. I think he, like, he was pivotal in a few, uh, like uh, the pass to the penalty that were actually given uh, for Dortmund uh, came from him. I, I, I just think if, if Dortmund is rolling, Brandt can have a good game. Uh, 12.4 million. He's far from a safe pick, but I, I just like him. Although I just seeing the news uh, that he might be questionable. Although the Vegas choice got more Vegasy. <laughs> yeah. So he's questionable. Let's let's wait for the presser. But he he's definitely a guy. Um, if if we got confirmation or he's he's highly questionable, Grisha Prima would also be uh, I think uh, an interesting player. Yeah, I, I I do think this is a a type of weekend flow where it's when in doubt 
pick Union players. <laughs> like, yes. yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they are your your fail safe this weekend. Um, and admittedly, my Vegas choice comes from that crop of players as well because I think at 6.6 million, Sheraldo Becker strikes me as the type of player that has a much bigger upside than Taiwo Awanyi. Taiwo Awanyi will give you the, the better baseline perhaps, but Becker has the bigger upside. And so 6.6, the thing is, he's a Vegas choice because of that effect. It's, it is a gamble on him, but it's also because he's a striker in the game. And I know how precious those three spots up front are. And so you have to take a bit of a risk by going for someone like Becker at 6.6 million, even if you do know he's in the starting lineup, it comes with it. So uh, how about a super schnäppchen then, Flo? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm staying uh, in Berlin. Uh, it's uh, Gieselmann for 5.6 million. It's time to jump back on the Gieselmann hype train, I, I guess, on that Friday evening. Well, so. would that, uh, I mean, I guess I just asked the question, would that stay true if, I don't know, Bastion at Chipka pops up in the starting lineup as well? Yeah, then of course not. If Gieselmann isn't well, starting. Uh, no, of course. Would you then switch to Alt Chipka as well then, is what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, both both have proven their, their worth as very cheap options whenever they do start. And, uh, but, but I think, I don't think we see as much rotation as in the past. I think Gieselmann is the guy now for Urs Fischer. Oh, I, I certainly agree. I certainly agree. But Urs Fischer surprised me a couple of times this season. So uh, yeah. you never know. So Ochipka would be <laughs> Cheaper, even right? more a super schnäppchen. He's 1.9 million is his price tag. Yeah, there you go. He, he would be interesting as well. But like I said, maybe if I don't need the money... Trimmer would be my pick just because uh, to be more differential. Yes, okay. Yeah, very, very fair and valid point to make there. The player I was going to save a few pennies on because um, we talked about it last week and it was the uncertainty of who would start at right back for Köln. And we now have a bit more certainty about it. It was Benno Schmitz last week. We we're expecting it to be Benno Schmitz again this week. And Iago is out for Augsburg. And I just wonder whether that may give Benno Schmitz a little bit more license to run. Is he out? Yeah, he's out. I, heard he's, I thought he was out for the season, wasn't he? No. Hold on, where did I... I haven't seen confirmation. Yeah, Iago, Iago elided muscle verletzung. So uh, he picked up a, a muscle injury in his thigh, apparently. This was three days ago. Okay, maybe may, I exaggerated a yeah. little bit by saying his season's over. So he's questionable for that game. And then Pedersen... It, it's not it's, it's not even like he... he it's possible that he plays. I, I, okay, I wonder... I, I think I read it somewhere. Then... But at the very least, we know that Mads Pedersen is out. And so therefore... Yeah, I, he's he's suspended. He's suspended. Game, yeah. I then heard that, okay, yeah. so Iago is only questionable. Of course, we are recording on Wednesday, so news might change. If Iago is then confirmed fit, my Benno Schmitz thing is still valid. It's not as valid. But if Iago is out as well, then that left-hand side for Augsburg becomes a bit weaker. And Benno Schmitz could benefit from that. How about your banker flow? I'm going full Dortmund. I'm going with Erling Haaland. Um, I think a lot of people may lose patience with him or uh, he sold him before the game at Munich. I, I like his chances to having a big game uh, against Bochum. Like he's so uh, dr such a driven personality. I, d I don't think that having nothing to play for will uh, change the way he goes about playing his game. I agree with you. I think he was uh, very frustrated in their Classica as well. And I have a feeling he might unleash that a little bit on uh, on Paul Bochum. So, yeah, I like that pick. Um, you were talking about midfielders earlier when you were talking about Julian Brandt and talking about midfielders that 
could hopefully guarantee points this weekend. I would like to think Vincenzo Grifo at 17.1 million fits that category. That's why he's my banker pick. I think Freiburg may just want it that little bit more against Hoffenheim, uh, who haven't been in great form. And then on top of that, it gives you a bit of flexibility as well, the Vincenzo Grifo pick in midfield. So hopefully... If your points haven't been racked up in midfield by then already, he could be a nice star man pick to give you a bit of security before those Monday games when there are a fair few midfielders involved there too. Right, I'm looking at the clock. We're under yeah, 45 we minutes. It, just flow. I we, cannot we believe it, it. How have we done that? Um, I'm not sure. Two episodes before our finale, we finally managed to get it under 45 minutes. So, of course, we're talking at this end. Now, yeah, a few adverts. We were aiming for 30 minutes. So. <laughs> well, okay, that is true. We were aiming for 30 but um see i'm just proud that we got it under 45 but if i yabber on now we'll go over so ladies and gents that brings us to an end of this week's episode of talking through spell fantasy thank you thank you for joining us for me uh, (laughs) for now from me your host james thorogood flow and the rest of the talking through spell crew alfida hern alfida hern